Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. Uh, today we have three special guests from the Boys and Girls Clubs of East County. And uh, our first guest is Forrest Higgins. He's the CEO. Say hi, Forrest. Hello. Thanks for having us, John. Oh, surely, surely. And we also have Bill Fishbeck. You're in charge of the foundation, right? I'm the president this year and, and uh, have been on for many years on the foundation side. I was on the operating side before that. Very so. cool. Very cool. Thanks for coming in. And we also have Samantha. Hey, Hello. Sam. Hi. Sam, what do you do at the Boys and Girls Club? Uh, I work for Forrest, and I I do uh, the fundraising. So oh, okay. I work with Forrest and Bill, and, and uh, we make it happen. Awesome. Good deal. Well, thanks, everybody, for coming in. Um, you guys have some, some cool things going on in the community. Um, how many clubhouses do you have, Forrest? So we have our La Mesa Clubhouse, Santee Clubhouse, Lakeside Clubhouse, and El Cajon Clubhouse, as well as the La Mesa Teen Center. Five clubhouses. Wow, that's you guys are kind of busy. It, we are getting there. It's stirring up right now. We're excited for summertime. Okay, yeah. good. That's your busy season, summertime? That's high season, yes. Good deal, yeah. good deal. And so, Bill, what, what do you do with the foundation? What, what What's your role at the foundation? Sure, the foundation's uh, uh, job is to manage some funds that we have are lucky enough to have acquired uh, years ago and manage those, make them productive, invest, uh, and then that the proceeds that we get out of that investment, we're able to apply back to the operating side of the club so that we can augment their fundraising and make it all work. Okay. So you have a, an organization that focuses on kids, and then you have the foundation that focuses on raising the money to keep the other organization running, kind of like that? That's right. That's right. Nailed it. Okay. Good T- deal. Tends to be some of the older guys that have been around for a while. Okay. So, so how long have you been with the group? I've been with Girls Club and then Boys and Girls Club since 1982. Wow. Glad to be. Thank you very much for your service to the community. Ah, I love it. It's made a big difference. I was a uh, member of the Boys and Girls Club way back in the uh, in the 70s. Maybe the Boys Club. It uh, was just the Boys Club back then. <laughs> yes. We weren't as aware as we are today. <laughs> That's right. 1991, I think we merged, and uh, it's been a great trip ever since. Very cool, very cool. And so, what kind of successes do you guys have? What kind of things do you have? Uh, like kids that have gone through the the system and popped out somewhere in the community. Do you keep track of those alum. We, we definitely try to. It's uh, it's one of those success stories that you, you always are very proud of because due to our mission, you know, in in essence, we want. Uh, to inspire these kids to be productive and caring citizens. That's what it boils down to. So when you when you hear about them uh, reinvesting in the community, uh, going off to college, and then coming back and and, uh, and you know diving back into their community, those are the things that we're really proud of. Like and, hosting a podcast. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Big step for us. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know, I mean, there's one example for me that that. That definitely pops up because in our neediest of neighborhoods, uh, you know, some of the kids that uh, attended our El Cajon clubhouse uh, and attended uh, some some harder uh, high schools and middle schools and things of that nature. When you hear about somebody that goes to Cal Berkeley and then uh, participates in Teach America and then becomes a nurse, that's that's, uh, you know, that definitely that's when, you know, it takes a village for them to get to that. Just got goosebumps. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's kind of a big deal, making a a, a huge impact in in the community. Is that why you stay connected, Bill? Oh, absolutely. 
there's nothing more exciting than to walk into a clubhouse at three in the afternoon and watch it pop. It's, it's pretty interesting. And, you know, things have evolved. In the old days, uh, boys clubs were a lot of sports programs, pool tables, ping pong. And uh, the girls, on the other hand, had more like programs that were uh, connected to what was happening in school, stuff like that. Well, when we merged, the best of both worlds uh, came together. And so there's great programs, computer labs, uh, study halls, stuff like that, so that the kids are getting reinforcement at the clubs on all their schoolwork. And on the other hand, there's lots of fun stuff to do. Awesome. Uh, well, before we started the podcast, Sam, you were talking about um, the change of the Boys and Girls Club and, and how it's it's evolved and since it was first started. Yeah, when I was growing up, um, at least in, in this area, the club was kind of a place for, you know, needy kids or kids, you know, I like to, I'm using quotes right now, uh, poor kids. And really, we've just kind of evolved into just a, a community pillar, you know, especially during COVID. We... Um, were available and, and open when schools were closed. So kids were doing distance learning, you know, they were isolated and, and not seeing other kids. And we closed for three months. And then, you know, our director of operations, Brandy and, and Forrest and the board, they just really said, we need to be open for this community. There's, there's an opportunity here. So we, we opened at eight in the morning when, when schools were closed and we allowed parents to go back to work. Um, you know, essential working parents, you know, parents who worked at the grocery store or that were police officers, they were trying to, you know, figure out how their kids were going to still get an education. And so we were there, we had uh, staff mentors, we were following all the the protocols and we allowed kids to, to semi network and, and see other kids, you know, distanced, of course. Um, so I think we've kind of established ourselves as uh, ourselves as a different kind of pillar in the community now, not just for kids that are, are needy, uh, that maybe don't have the money for the after-school po- program, but for, you know, all kids, really. And, and that's what you do is you, ra- you uh, raise money so you can offset the cost for those kids? Correct, yeah. Okay, thanks. <laughs> no, you know what, to, to, to piggyback on that, yeah, yeah. And, that, and Sam, you, you actually nailed what, uh, what we were striving to do. And, you know, during that period, we were worried about the costs and uh, we didn't want the parents to absorb the brunt of that. And so from the fundraising side of it, our donors and our friends all stepped up because um, the clubhouses were reduced to about 25% capacity and it was costing us four times what it normally would cost. And so uh, the gap that was filled by our donors, everybody understood how important it was not only for the parents and the families, but those kids, the kids needed to be kids still. And, and that's what we focused on. It was, it was something that in our hearts, we knew that um, they're not meant to be at home. They're meant to be around other kids. That's they're resilient, but um, a clubhouse is uh, you know, it opens up a lot of opportunities for the kids and our staff stepped up, albeit with some very stringent rules. Um, You know, the kids, taught us that, uh, you know what, just tell us what the rules are and we will get in line, but we're going to have some fun. And that's, that's what happens with the boys and girls clubs because we have dedicated buildings too. You know, we're not, we're not locked in to a classroom on a campus. So our rooms, the, the, the variety of programs that we offer, uh, you know, what we adjusted and adapted and, and gave them what we could, uh, you know, we always talk about giving them Disneyland. So, you know, it was a, a different type of Disneyland that we gave them. 
Sure. When, yeah. when parents were even afraid to send their kids outside to play. Right. And, and so what capacity are you guys uh, up to now? Are you got a hundred percent? We're, we're uh, getting there. Obviously we're, uh, we are looking for uh, folks that want to work in our field at all times right now. So we're building up our labor force and, uh, but we're hoping by uh, the next uh, few months this summer that uh, we can offer everything to the kids. It just, uh, you know, we got to be selective on the troops that we have and make sure they're trained and ready and, uh, and that's kind of why we're fired up about summertime too. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. if, if somebody, uh, has knows somebody that's looking for a job or, or wants to work with kids, do they reach out? Do you have your cell number? Want me to give them that? The self? No, 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 you, you know, no. Yeah. They can come, uh, they can go and visit our website and, uh, and, and move from there. So, okay. Yeah. What's the website, Sam? It's bgcec.org. Okay. Gotcha. You want to do that again? B-G-C-E-C dot O-R-G, Boy Girl Club, East County dot org. Gotcha. Thanks. Oh boy. <laughs> awesome. So, Bill, you've been doing this for quite a while. What what kind of stories do you have of uh, the East County Boys and Girls Clubs and, and, and uh, some of the successes and, 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 you know, the reasons that you stick with it? Sure. Well, we, uh, you know, the Boys Club was in Wells Park, El Cajon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Girls Club was on Madison uh, in El Cajon. Uh, my office was almost kitty corner from the girls club. And I can remember the day when the director and one of the board members who happened to be my main client came over and knocked on my door and said, you should come over here. Well, at that point in time, um, we were looking, uh, to, uh, expand as much as we could to serve more kids because, you know, a lot of this has to do with being close to schools so that we can get the kids to the club. Getting the kids to the club is a big deal. So uh, we went on the Santana High School campus for a few years, and we tried some things that uh, taught us that, you know, having a dedicated facility located at the right place, like Wells Park is, like Santee is on Tamberley, and, uh, and like Lakeside is, having those in the right place is huge. That, that's how we can serve the most kids. So we went through we went through a time when we had to learn how to do that the right way, but having a dedicated facility is amazing. And yeah. all your facilities are dedicated to just the boys and girls clubs. They are. Yes. We don't oh, share. Yeah. We're not sharing space with anybody. Not that that couldn't happen in the right situation. And and actually, we've looked at it in a couple of situations and come to the mm-hmm. conclusion it just wasn't going to work out. But, uh, and, and the lakeside one is interesting because it's actually on school property, but you guys have control of it. We have control of that facility, uh, Forrest, you can talk to that. Yeah. So a a number of our facilities, uh, we have long-term leases, uh, that could be, uh, obviously on at La Mesa, we're on a school campus, lakeside, we're on a school campus. Uh, but the agreements that we have with one another are, um, you know, when we need to be a boys and girls clubs uh, and kids are in the building, then it's strictly a boys and girls clubs. But there are opportunities that we do share. We do rent out our gymnasiums, things of that nature. So volleyball programs, basketball programs. So uh, we, we do we do share the ball. Gotcha. Yeah. Very cool. Well, it's yeah. neat that you guys aren't just um, just a, an individual group. You kind of work with the, the community and make sure everybody has an opportunity like uh, for a while, you guys were renting out uh, the CNT facility when the kids weren't there for basketball, right? Correct, correct. I mean, um, 
you know, a, a great collaborative piece was uh, the facility that we just built in La Mesa. Um, it, it took, um, boy, it took the city of La Mesa, the school district, as well as the church next to us, to, and as well as the AYSO soccer group, uh, for us all to collaborate to make an agreement so that we could, uh, during the school day, uh, the La Mesa Middle School comes over and uses the gymnasium for their PE classes. And at night, uh, AYSO, we built them a special snack shack so they can come over and use a snack shack, sell, sell items there, have some bathrooms to help their, their spectators and their fans. That because they, use they the gave up some of their fields, so they, right? Every, yeah, everybody had to give up a little piece of something. And then the city, uh, they, the city of La Mesa built a frontage road for us. So, I mean, the, the pieces all had to come together, but we all had to sh- show that we were going to be partners with one another. And that's working out really well? It's, it's fantastic. You know, it's one of the best things we've ever done. And it's kind of goes back to what Bill was saying. We got it. We, we always have to make sure we're in the right area and the right neighborhood for, for the clientele so that they can have direct access to the buildings and, uh, you know, and the parents can get to us too to pick up their children. Right. So I remember when I used to, used to have to get dropped off at the, at the club in El Cajon from all the way from Santee. And, and, and that yeah. was, you know, so when we went, it was a big deal. Yeah. Right, and mom had to go to Kmart and Sears out there. Oh, in Elko it was a shopping, shopping. trip. Well, so she would see. drop me and my brother off, and uh-huh. uh, you know, and then she'd go do her shopping, and then you know, do the old honk thing, and you'd get the old John and Doug Olson, please come to the, you know, and you have to go to the front, get embarrassed because everybody's looking at you. Well, what yeah. was your favorite thing there? Uh, you know, I thought it was really cool that you could um, play games. I was really young then, so you could, you know, just give them your little plastic card. That if you stuck it in the oven at whatever it was, 225 or something, you can shrink it up and make it tiny, like a potion stamp size. <laughs> Those like cardboard. Yeah, it was kind of like, yeah. Them. yeah. Oh, fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you could put it on your keychain instead of have that big uh, lanyard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it was it was cool just being able to play games and, and meet new people. Uh, my brother-in-law, uh, I'm going to throw under the bus, Marty, uh, he grew right up right across the street from a boys and girls club over in uh, San Diego. Uh, somewhere university, something over there. And man, he can play ping pong like no other. It's just any, any hand-eye coordination game. Uh, don't, don't even bother playing with them. Yeah. We are known for our games rooms and mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's some professionals that do come out of our, our, our clubhouses. Yeah. If you haven't been in the El Cajon clubhouse, you should go back. It's so much cooler. It's, it's very nice. It had a huge remodel and, and it it uh, it works really well now. I think it was in the the uh, gym of the uh, El Cajon Valley High when I oh. was a kid. Oh, yeah, and they had a special room with all the Boys and Girls Club stuff. Oh, well, interesting. Okay. I'd yeah. forgotten that. Yeah, it was it was way back. And then I went a couple times uh, at Santana. There was a trailer right at in Santana, the back, back and then there. they moved it over to Carlton Oaks for a while. Right. Yeah. What. I, I wasn't around for that. So, yeah. <laughs> like, here we go. But yeah, but it wasn't very convenient for, for us. We had to get driven to there cause you know, yeah. Yeah. or, or ride our bikes and, you know, driving, riding your bike from Santee to El Cajon was pretty common back then. It was nuts. I can't imagine people letting their trip. kids do that these days. You know what? That's, that's a great segue. No kids are not, they're not on the streets. They're not riding their bikes. They're, they're not walking down the block. And it kind of goes back to what Sam touched on. Um, today's child is, is, they're not allowed to adventure the way you were. And so we've done uh, a good job of recognizing that uh, we call it the walk up crowd and the walk home crowd. You don't, you just don't see it. So it's, yeah. it's a, you know, it's incumbent on 
a parent or a guardian picking them up and dropping them off or, you know, in, in that transportation. And so um, leadership has done an incredible job because we have multiple relationships with our school districts too for transportation. So the kids can get picked up on the big yellow buses and transported back to the club for a very nominal fee. And then their parents pick them up. And then their parents pick them up after work, you know, because, you know, the better bulk of our parents are all working parents. And, uh, you know, that, that's kind of where we, we've definitely focused. We recognize that in order for our parents to be at work, um, we, we have to provide these, these services. Gotcha. So I've been to several of your events over the last, 10 or 15 years or so. And it's always uh, inspirational um, when one of the kids, a uh, high school kid usually comes up and speaks. Let's see if I can do this without crying. You know, and they tell you this amazing story about um, what got them to where they are. And those are always um, really inspirational. And then um, probably a pretty good part of the fundraiser. Cause that's usually when you start asking for, for some donations right after that, it's yeah, really yeah. well placed, but um, any of those stick out to you in the last 10 years or so? Uh, you know, there, there are some kids that, um, you know, we, we've, we, we have these deep relationships with kids. So the clubhouse directors, uh, they know their family lives. They, they know what's going on and, you know, um, <clears throat> I would be remiss there. There have been some, some kids that have been homeless and uh, parents, uh, you know, they're, they're scratching and clawing to make a living. And uh, you know, we know we're a part of their lives and we, we, we try to assist them during the holidays, clothing, shoes, whatever we can. And it's probably sometimes the the only meal they can count on when they come in. Yeah. So we're, we're a part of a, a, you know, a program that we provide a, free meal each day too. So we know that they're going to get a meal at school and they're going to get a meal at the clubhouse also. So, um, you know, that that's, there's a big population that, that we know that if we weren't there, they're not going to get food. They're not going to get the attention. We're not going to be able to build and bolster their confidence, you know, and just, Hey, give them the assistance after school that they need. They need the mentors to be in their lives as well as getting their homework done and, uh, you know, just getting them ready for the next day. And so I, I can't drill down to a specific story, but I always, what motivates me is just knowing that there's a, there's a pocket of kids, depending on which community that these kids come to the club because of their relationships with the mentors. They've had these beautiful buildings and they get to try a little bit of everything. And we are molding them. We're just kind of, we're, we're, we're we're taking that clay and saying, Hey, here's the capabilities. And then we try to expose them to as much as we can occupationally, just so that they know what we call is on the menu of life. Sure. And, you know, because oftentimes John, we will see these kids up until about seventh, eighth grade, and then hopefully they go to high school and they're participating in extracurriculars and, and, and moving from there. Gotcha. Good deal. Well, you know, when we first talked about uh, coming on the podcast, you guys had a uh, scholarship, that you're, you're putting out, right? Bill, yes. is that from the foundation? That's from the foundation. And, uh, and, uh, Sam, uh, thank goodness is, is around to, uh, administer that for us. Uh, some years ago, um, our director at that time, Jerry Fazio's wife passed away and a memorial was, was developed and that, that has provided a wonderful funding for a scholarship program that I think, and this is the time of the year. So maybe Sam can talk to that. Yep. Yeah, great. Um, so this year, the scholarship 
Um, well, there are four scholarships that will be awarded to uh, graduating high school seniors in the Grossmont Union High School District, uh, as well as Chris, Christian High School. And so um, you can find the information on our website, which I had listed earlier and <laughs> said earlier. Alex, go ahead and put that in the, in the show notes. <laughs> and um, it'll be four $4,000 scholarships. Wow. So the foundation is, is uh, giving out $16,000 this year, which is, is, is really generous. And um, the Fazio family will uh, comb through all of the applications and they, they pick uh, a handful of, of really, really great outstanding students and uh, community members. And, and then they interview them and they pick four winners. So. Very cool. And that's the deadline for that application is coming up really quickly, right? It's Friday. It's Friday. This Friday. Friday. So, okay. So Alex, uh, double speed on getting this one out. Aren't you? Yeah, no. And it's, uh, yeah. it's, uh, and it's definitely a, a tribute to Nancy Fazio and what she representative uh, represent, excuse me. She was about hard work. Uh, she was about, uh, you know, being a great mother, a great daughter. And, um, you know, what, what we saw in, in this scholarship, I mean, the minimum requirements, uh, you know, it's not 4.4 and, and taking honors classes. It's a 3.0 uh, and being a great participant in your school, giving back to your community. I mean, that's the basis of it. And that's what Nancy represented. You know, it was truly about hard work and her kids, uh, they went to Grossmont High and, um, you know, very proud of their high school as well as their, their community and giving back. And awesome. We, and we, we uh, at the uh, foundation board get to have that pinnacle of our year is when the kids come and get the scholarship awarded and then they each tell us their stories. And it's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, right. that's, that's got to be good. Make sure you got a lot of tissues on the countertop for you there. Those are, <laughs> those are tough. Yeah. When I was working at the chamber, we had a couple of those, uh, for less heart. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and, and you have to, yeah, it's tough, but it's great. It's so, it's so exciting. It, you know, it supplements their, their housing and um, books and tuition. So I mean, right. it knocks it off, knocks some cost off there. That's really cool. So you guys have a fundraiser coming up soon. You got a golf tournament. We have a, I don't know. I think it's the 45th annual golf day. Um, wow. It's going to be at singing Hills by Saquon, over in Dehisa and El Cajon. Um, and we're just, we're really excited about it. It's our first event in two years. So um, we're happy to get back out there. And of course, Saquon, they're a big sponsor and supporter of the club. So we're excited about that. And so do you still have room for foursomes and sponsorships? Always, always. Room. Okay, gotcha. So you can go to that website again <laughs> and sign up to be a sponsor or to get a foursome to play golf. Um, any other um, cool things happening at the Boys and Girls Clubs of East County? <laughs> it's, it's it's all exciting, John. Yeah, no, I know. No, I you know I I, I take um, the way Brandy, our director of operations, looks at it, and uh, you know the the little the little successes that keep adding up right now. And um, I'm not going to use the word normal. I I like the idea of kids in routine, and we're building that routine back up for the kiddos, and and that's that's something that um, you know she's pushing forward on, and and you know that's what gets her up. And, and us as parents, we go, we know that these kids need to be not only uh, in person in school, but in our facilities and uh, running around doing what we do best as, in a boys and girls club. Sounds like fun. Well, thanks for everybody for coming in, Bill. Thanks for, for oh, coming in and being on the podcast. Thank you for having us. We enjoyed this. And thanks for doing everything that you guys do to uh, make East County a better place. 
That's great. Awesome. Thank you, John. Thank Thanks, you. guys. See you at the next one.